from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, fuckers, what up? It's Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. You are about to listen to a clip of Guys We Fucked the Anti-Slutching Podcast. It's our podcast. Yeah, suck my dick. Today's guests are the co-hosts of the full-release podcast, Mo Mandel and Dr. Ashley Winter, who is a urologist, and we talk about... Operating on dicks. Yeah. Christina really got into it. Oh, my God. So (laughs) many things. What a power you have when you hold a man's dick in your hand and he's under the knife, you know? Yeah. Um, so enjoy. Ashley, yeah. you, so I, you're a urologist and a sexual medicine physician. Is that yes. correct? That's the right title. Yes. So I always have had a fascination uh, about men who choose to be gynecologists because I'm like, why are you doing that? You know? And then one time at a comedy show, I, there was a male gynecologist in the audience and I was like, oh, perfect. I have so many questions for you. And I was like, why? Why did you choose it? And he goes, I wanted to be in medicine that involved life and not death, meaning uh, the babe delivering of the babies. I wanted to be there when life started. I, and I'm like, that's a good answer. I can't get mad at you for that. Why did you want to be a dick doctor? Yeah, that's a great question. So I will say first I started, I mean, I'm a urologist and I see male and female patients and I do female stuff, but, but definitely the most of my like surgical area of specialization is, is dick surgery. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if you would ask, that's what it says on the menu, dick surgery, (laughs) for sure. I should get all my, uh, my trunk of, uh, dick, fake dicks for, uh, (laughs) Because I have like a whole trunk of like medical prosthesis. Dicks, yeah, this is, you know, I'm not the only dick like, in this. There's, there's a lot of other dicks in this. Wow. House. <laughs> how many how many dicks are in your trunk? There's I mean, I could go get it. There's a number. She did wow. Dr. Drew's show one time in L.A. and she brought down this dick model because we were doing this long distance relationship when I was in L.A. Yeah. And she uh, it was like this big sort of dick model thing that she brought on to do the show. And then she didn't want to take it back in her bag. So she just left it in my apartment. And the, the first trunk left of it in car. my car. Yeah, my car for like and I kept being like, please take this please take this with you. Cause I don't, I don't want this. In it. And then I had it in my apartment for a long time. And then I, when I moved to Portland, I was subleasing. I had this guy was using my accounts and I was like, by the way, if you see like this giant fake dick in there, that's inflatable, that my wife's, that's yeah. my wife. And it's not even hers in that regard. There's a lot going on, but it, it's this very awkward looking thing. Cause it's designed to be like model, a inflatable, uh, pen- surgical penile prosthesis and whatever. Anyway, it's just, it's, it was fun for him to have it because he was uncomfortable. But um, but why you're all so, so why that? So um, honestly, I mean, I think, well, there's so many different reasons. I, I The way the gynecologist put it was, a, I think there's a good correlate to that. So I think that, you know, there's so much sac, I mean, there's so much medicine that's, that's death, right? And uh, despair and whatever. And there's so and, and just staying alive. And there's so very little medicine that's about quality of life mm. and, you know, empowering people to be sexually active is about quality of life and it is part of health. Right. And there are so many people and physicians alike who kind of put sexual health on a different plane. Like it's not as important as the other stuff. Right. And there just really needs to be in the, in the world of medical specialists, 
advocates for the, you know, for sexual health and mm-hmm. for normalizing sexual dysfunction and treating sexual dysfunction. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have so many patients, men and women who come into the office and, you know, they're embarrassed and isolated and shamed. And they could talk to their doctor about their heart problem and their high blood pressure and their cataract surgery. And like this other part of their body, which is so critical to our well-being, is something that they feel embarrassed to talk about. And it's so, you know, systemic uh, on the medical side. So I, I just basically realized that I like talking to people about sex and it was fun. And on a very like unexciting technical level, I just like doing penis surgery, right? Like vaginal surgery <laughs> is like, you're in a fucking hole, right? It's like a cave, like it hurts your neck. Like you have to, <laughs> you have to have like weird lighting, you know, like, yeah, a penis that's is just, true. Like, you're looking up a tunnel instead of having the pipe in all out laid out for you. I'm telling you, like it's, it's, a it's med like, student, in science you're class like when they gave you the frog, that's what I always, that's so I was literally just thinking of that. Cause I always thought that like, if you were doing, you know, uh, bottom surgery or something on someone that it would be a lot like dissecting a frog, which is <laughs> probably going to get me, get me canceled. So that's nice. <laughs> Crim men are more than frogs. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, uh, it's just nice surgery. It's just fun to do dick surgery. So of all the surgeries, and so like that's just the pa- very- you know, uh, the power that I feel when I guys dicks in my mouth is a lot. That's uh, not how she does the surgery. That's not, that's not how- <laughs> Oh, it, you uh, use tools? Yeah, oh, you're very misinformed. That's just a porno you watch. <laughs> <laughs> what are the most common reasons that a man would come to see you? Like, what are the most common dick problems? Okay, well, the most common reasons they come to us are probably for non-dick problems, like prostate cancer screening, but that's not exciting to talk about. Womp, womp, <laughs> boo, who cares? <laughs> uh, but the most, co- the hands down, the most common dick things would be erectile dysfunction and Peyronie's disease that I deal with. So curved What's erection. Peyronie's disease? Bent erection. Like, oh, oh, how bent? How bent? I didn't know it was a disease. It can be like 90, 90 degrees. degrees. Yeah. Okay. Because curved is fine, right? Yeah. A lot of guys just naturally have a little bit of a curve, but this yeah. is like you were tr- trucking along, you know, with your mildly curved erection all of your life. And then one day you woke up went. when you were 55 and your penis was bent at a 90 degree. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. not going to go in. You got to have a very, like a Tetris girlfriend or something. Yeah. That uh-huh. is, that is part of the problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Erectile dysfunction. We get asked about a lot. Um, and we have, you know, obviously this is not a medical advice show, but you know, what are the common reasons behind uh, erectile dysfunction? So there are two main subsets. So there's kind of what you call psychogenic and then, and that's probably what most younger people have, right? So that's basically like, if you're stressed out or you have performance anxiety, then your fight or flight response, you know, Some- kicks in. Going down, sorry. Somebody's dick just got really bent and they're just they're, yeah, the they're very by. angry. This is a lot of yeah, a lot of extra sirens. Yeah, today. it's like a <laughs> it's weird. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, so basically, you know, your fight or flight response kicks in and and basically your you know, your brain releases the neurotransmitters that kill your erection. I mean, it is Oh, I didn't think that fight or flight would kill an erection, but that makes a lot of sense because you're operating on a different like your thinking part of your brain goes offline when you're in fight or flight. So that makes sense that other areas will get cut off. Right. <laughs> it's it's that you don't you're going to shunt the blood away from your penis, right? Because that's kind of like the rest and digest and reproduce function is your relaxed function. And when you're stressed out, basically your body says, okay, let me close off the blood vessels and the blood flow that's going to your dick because you don't need an erection to run away from the predator. 
and so it kills it and that's just like a right and it's a very basic physiologic response that even if you're in your head you're like no i want to have an erection it doesn't matter right like if you're having performance anxiety that overrides it so that's the most common cause of you know ed in younger guys who are otherwise healthy um and then when you get older the most common is like uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all the stuff that's not good for your heart is not good for your dick. So mm. uh, that's just in, in your heart, like you treat your dick. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that like, that's not something that's marketed more in regard to diabetes. Like if when you bought like a, a thing of like Twinkies or something, if it just said like your dick will work less good, if you gain, you weight. won't eat it. You totally won't. Like, you won't they, eat it. Yeah, if oh, there was yeah. just like a limp dick on the top of a Ben and Jerry's, I'd be like, oof. Right, like the lungs on the to... outside of a yeah, cigarette pack. Exactly. I think if you were married, you would still eat it. Yeah, probably. If I was like married, if, yeah, like if, like if you're a guy who the only person you had where you, you were had to please was your wife, I think men would still eat it. Hey, do you ever wonder though, like uh, Ashley, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but why do they never have gay dudes in erectile dysfunction ads? Because they figured out themselves. I feel like straight men rely; they need more help. I actually don't hear, I have a lot, most of my friends who aren't uh, comedians are gay men. And I actually don't hear a lot about, that's a very they, interesting they question. Talk. No, I don't hear a lot about erectile dysfunction um, in, within the gay community. Like obviously it's happening, but is it, is it statistically happening at a lower rate? Or maybe there's just like, maybe there's more, I don't know, this is like a stereotype, but maybe there's like less strict monogamy. And so like, maybe that's like another issue for where the erectile dysfunction comes from. I don't know. That's uh, probably a stereotype. Oh, that's good. You just ruined a lot of girls' lives. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe our dick would be better. We literally spent seven years trying to convince the women who listen to this show that ED wasn't because of that. Undid all that. It's mom. like that Jim Norton had that joke where he's like, uh, yeah, I am having some erectile dysfunction. Me and my uh my girlfriend have different ideas about it. She gave me some Viagra, I gave her a treadmill. <laughs> oh god. Oh god, that's such a good that's a classic Norton. And Dr. Winter, your yeah. feedback what do you on think? that. <laughs> plenty of gay guys have ED. I mean, I have plenty of patients who are gay. Right, and fine. uh okay, that's good. <laughs> you know, if anything, there's actually probably more pressure manage. for um like penile rigidity in the in the gay community because it's like you know, if, if you have like two swords going at each other in the same like, you know, sex session, it's like if you're underperforming and the other person has a dick and it's working great, like that can stress you out. Right. Whereas yeah. if you're in like a heterosexual environment, like fine, you're losing, you know, whatever. You're a little big, yeah. Yeah. And then also just because, you know, the for anal penetration, the, the <laughs> to get technical, the axial rigidity required to enter an anus yeah. is more than a vagina because it's tighter. Sure. So, oh, so you need to be harder to go into a butt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So there's probably a lot of, huh, yeah. it, there's probably more common implementation of, you know, like Viagra type drugs at a, like there's a lower threshold to probably start some of those things uh, you know, in certain gay communities. Now, I mean, I can't obviously speak for everybody, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'd say that that is definitely a thing, which interesting. I'm totally fine with. I mean, I, you know, Viagra type drugs are basically good for your penis and, you know, uh, are Do they have any other risk. side of like Viagra other than like an eight hour erection? Like is Viagra, um, that is that won't fuck up your heart or anything. It won't have any other negative side effects. It's a great question. Um, so the whole thing of it, you know, causing an erection that lasts longer than four or eight hours almost never happens. Like they have to say that on the ads because the FDA makes them, but 
the chance of that happening is basically like one in a million. Even if you didn't have ED and you took it just for fun, it's not going to happen. Like there's some idea that like people overdose on that shit. Like if you take too much Viagra, basically you're going to get like a headache and fall asleep. Like that's oh. not. Okay. <laughs> but uh, in terms of other side effects, so the common side effects from it are runny nose, headache, um, acid reflux. Uh, that's most of it. None it's of not them, that bad. None of them yeah. pale in comparison to a hard cock. So I'll take it for for sure. And what I say to people is if it's like encouraging you to have sex more often, then that's cardiovascular exercise. So it's good for you. So, hey, fuckers, hope you enjoyed that excerpt from our interview with comedian Mo Mandel and Dr. Ashley Winter. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to luminarypodcasts.com where you can get a subscription for as little as two dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.